Dear Diary, if Black women got together and read their diaries out loud, I'm pretty sure it sounds a little bit like this. Hey, y'all. Hey, it's your girl, Jiren Squirrel. And it's your girl, Chrissy J. And we have Peyton Charles with us, y'all. Guys. <laughs> right, y'all, I am a huge fan of Peyton Charles. Chrissy's a huge fan of Peyton. So we yes. reached out to her. I was like, girl, what if we could get Peyton on the podcast? And she was like, girl, let's do it. I messaged Peyton, y'all, and she messaged me like within the hour. So we got together with Peyton, and it's Easter Sunday and recording. So Peyton, do you want to like uh, introduce everybody to yourself? Most people probably know who you are, but still. Hi, you guys. My name is Peyton Charles. I am a YouTube blogger. I blog about lifestyle, um, reading, praying, uh, manifesting, um, beauty, and things like that, but most importantly, self-love. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the first segment is I said what I've said, and that's the segment where we find a funny tweet that we saw throughout the week or something that Justin, uh, respectfully Justin said, and we just come down here and talk about it. <laughs> so this tweet was from, what's her name? Her name is Pressure, the real harsh. And she said, when Pooh Shiesty said, you got to know I go too far, I felt that. I personally felt that. Because just recently, I don't know if it's the energy or the vibes I've been put out into this world, but people really have just been testing you, well, testing me and expecting me not to retaliate. Yeah, I don't know. So can y'all relate to that at all? The tweet said, what? You got to know when you go too far. You got to know um, I go too far. And it's, she said, I felt that. Okay. Yeah. With me, um... I wouldn't say I go too far because I've learned to just really back away when I feel like I'm going to go too far. So I, I don't give people that satisfaction to even get that type of energy out of me. I'm, I'm working on myself. I'm learning. I'm growing. So I don't even do that. Girl, I don't know. Peyton, what about you? <laughs> um, I'm all about reciprocating energy. So, you know, sometimes, um, you know, I'm an advocate of like protecting your peace and stuff like that. But a person will push you. A person mm-hmm. will push your buttons. And I mean, if you want to see that side of me, I will. I yeah. Will. <laughs> Take it too far. Um, and nine times out of ten, I do know the consequences of taking it too far. That might be the end of whatever situation, friendship, relationship this is. But you pushed me to that point. Um, right. So, uh, mm-hmm. I do try my best to protect my peace and walk away from it with you know dignity and stuff like that knowing that I didn't take it too far but sometimes you know you got that one person in your life that one toxic person that will get you to do it that one person yes (laughs) and so so this I'm not gonna give out no names child my family be on here but (laughs) it's me and my siblings like I'm the youngest sibling so I'm the youngest girl and then I have a brother under me it's like they can say any and everything to me. But and for some reason, it's just like when I say something, it's like they're so shocked. And I'm like, what are we surprised for? You came at me with these energies, say nasty things. And it's, and it's not, it's like when we were younger, we would call it bickering. But at this point, it's like, no, that's how you feel. Like you really are feeling yeah. some type of way. And it's just like, it's a no for me, dog. I'm not going to keep here and uh, like suppressing my feelings because. Mm-hmm. No. And I started therapy and my therapist told me I'm not crazy, so <laughs> that's all that matters. Right. Until <laughs> Krista say I'm crazy or I'm wrong, then I'm gonna check that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 
So y'all, let's get into the dear, uh, topic this week. It's Dear Diary, I Love Me More. So the way that I found you, Peyton, on uh, YouTube is my friend actually told me about you. And so when I found your vlog, she was like, girl, but you have to start at the beginning. And I was just like, start at the beginning. So I watched your vlog and it was right when, so correct me if the story's wrong. Um, so at, during COVID, you lost your job, right? And you were looking for a job, which happened to so many people. Mm-hmm. And you were on this journey of looking for a job, but you were like, you know, I'm gonna pick up this camera and see what this camera do. And then you slowly, it's like, we kind of slowly saw you evolving in front of the camera. And you were just, I remember it was a, um, it was a vlog. You're like, y'all, I'm still applying here and there, but this camera doing a little something. So I'm gonna keep vlogging. And so can you kind of like describe that journey of like when you kind of realize, you know, maybe YouTube might be my next step instead of looking for a nine to five still? Yeah. Um, so it, it, I know this might sound cliche, but it's, it was all prayer. You know, yes. guilty when I don't pray because when I really, really needed God, I was praying all the time. So I don't. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that I don't need him anymore and start slacking off mm-hmm. my prayer. But yeah, girl, I was in my wits end. Like I was applying everywhere and um, it, I just kept getting those rejection emails and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because, you know, I was basically living off my severance package and mm-hmm. employment from my previous job. And I was like, I really don't want this to run out before I find something, it would have been great if I had got that and, and then unemployment, mm-hmm. then boom, I'm back in the workforce, but it just didn't work like that. Like, you know, Texas is a really good, has a really good job market, but um, it's, it's highly competitive in the project management yeah. sector. So I was like, okay, I have nothing to do all day. You know what I'm saying? But scroll on my phone. I need to be more productive. And I feel so guilty about it that I wasn't doing anything besides mm-hmm. like hundreds of jobs a week. So I was like, let me start filming. And I sat down and I really like had to like pep myself into vlogging because it's so unfiltered in you know, when you go on Instagram, you see a picture of a person, but you don't know the person. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, it gives off that, that false sense of perfection when literally behind the picture, behind the cute little cocky or arrogant caption, that person might be going through something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. trying to help you and validate you a little bit more. So I was like, man, if I do this, like people are really going to be in my life. Like they're going to ask about my daughter, like what mm-hmm. you you know I'm really gonna you know put myself out there for to be scrutinized and judged but I said okay if I do this I'm gonna do this and hopefully it works and I had to pray over it and um like you said you've seen me evolve and things like that and I don't ever want to put it out there like I forgot where I came from but I've been doing I've been doing YouTube since 2013 it just profitable Mm-hmm. The first six years because I was working full time. I was a full time mom. So I gave it what I gave it what I could. And there was makeup tutorials because that was back in when mm-hmm. makeup mm-hmm. tutorials were trending, uh, get ready with me's and stuff like this. So now it's vlogging. Vlogging is the thing because people really want to like get to know you and stuff like this. So I said, okay, if I do this, I'm just gonna be me. You're gonna see my right in my imperfect life. Mm-hmm. decisions and things like that so here we are 
it's been it's been a pretty good journey i hope to continue to grow and um get more subscribers and things like that mm-hmm. but yeah you you have one of those personalities where you can naturally like gravitate to somebody yeah because i've met people who've started youtube or tried to do youtube but they kind of had like they gave you so much but it was still like that shadow or that filter of what their life really is and i feel like you kind of mastered the way of still tell people a little bit about yourself still get pieces of your journey like you said still talk about your daughter even when you talked about relationships that's when i was really like okay i fuck with Peyton. Peyton's really telling the girls what's really going on mm. and just like even like you were talking about dating apps i was like not enough of us talk about dating apps like dating that apps suck these men be all here with they fahas on because in the pictures they don't got no butt. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they call, they got this bitter belly. Yes. You know, one of my friends, she judged. Uh, I, I won't say she judged me, but um, she wanted. She admit when she found out I was on a dating app, she immediately wanted me to get off because she was mm-hmm. like this with people and I'm like no we're quarantined mm-hmm. you can't go out and you need somebody to talk to like mm-hmm. go out. I'm, not, I'm not approachable I, I I don't have an approachable face I don't have an approachable mm-hmm. demeanor I am super cool but you would have to come up to me and talk to me to see mm-hmm. yeah I'll sit sit at the bar smiling so you know I didn't think anything was wrong with being on a dating app I had just been through like a bad situation toxic situation where the person that I loved he said he wasn't ready to be in a relationship and that damn near broke me. My grandmother had just passed. Um, I was very vulnerable and um, I felt like I didn't want to be here no more. That's so real. That's though. real. That's, re- that's very real. I didn't want to be here anymore. Like there was, she was my lifeline. You know what I'm saying? And I begged mm-hmm. her, I begged her like to stay. So um mm-hmm. one of my guy friends one the guy the ones that got me the couch they mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. anthony he was like you should try a day now Peyton. just try a day now just give it a try and i had never had one no plenty of fish no bumble no mm-hmm. tinder none of that so i was like okay let me find one and i saw this comedian girl on instagram who was you know uh talking about hinge and i was like okay let me give hinge a try Baby, let me tell you, when I first got on Hinge, <laughs> but they was on Hinge, honey. They was flooded. <laughs> Being on Hinge, boy, that was like that was like when the quarantine was heavy. Oh, mm-hmm. so many fine men on Hinge. I was like, oh my god! Every day I was sending him like five new dudes that I matched with, and he was like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> like, and so, um, but I quickly learned that like a lot of them, a lot of them on there are like scammers, like not just mm-hmm. scammers, like professionally, but like a lot of them had girlfriends. Talk about you a dream, yeah, selling you a story. A lot of them didn't live here. Like, mm. sir, why are you changing your location? Are you a hoe where you live? <laughs> Talk about it. Possibly. You gonna drive from Kentucky or Kansas just to come see me to take me on a date? Like, no. if you want. <laughs> and my thing is, my thing with men are, if you're honest and you tell me, look, I'm just looking for maybe go. Well, you gotta take me to dinner first because I'm just not. I'm works past the age where I'm gonna sit downstairs with you and we are gonna sit in the car and listen to music. Exactly. It's just not gonna happen. You gonna at least take me to dinner, a drink, some no, not just a drink, drinks, and like let me decide. And if you say, look, I'm not really looking for no relationship. I'm not. I'm not really trying to do nothing serious. Let me decide if. 
wherever the light may lead. But don't, because it's so lame to me that men feel they have to put on this whole facade and do all this extra stuff. You're not even who you said you are. I don't want to date you, fool, because <laughs> it's just a no. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to talk about, you kind of mentioned too, was kind of like um, how important your grandmother was to you and how um, in the vlog you talk about how she taught you how to be a woman. Um, so for you, that process, um, do you mind talking about just like stepping into your womanhood and stepping into your truth as a woman during this season of COVID and of loss and everything like that? Yeah. Um, so like when she was here, she, she was a praying woman. My grandma was mm-hmm. a When she was here, she would always tell me to pray through everything. And, you know, I've always been, like, religious Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. Catholic Church. But also, you you remember on the movie Bruce Almighty when he first became God, per se? Mm -hmm. Um, He started getting all those prayers. So he set up an email system to answer Mm -hmm. all the prayers. That's kind of how I look at you know that's that's how I look at God when it comes to prayer prayer praying so I don't pray for things that I feel like I can handle myself because I don't want to bother him I think I feel like Mm -hmm. there's other people that's praying and their their prayers are you know uh high priority you know it's homeless people that need food need jobs and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so I'm not gonna ask him to pray I'm not gonna ask God to send me a man when there's other people that's going through stuff that need him more you know what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. okay i'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna bother god a lot of times things that i would that i should have been praying for i was trying to handle myself after mm-hmm. my grandma died i realized that i needed prayer more than anything because i didn't want to be here anymore and i was yeah. like something has to get me through this so uh, one of my co-workers got me a prayer box and i just started writing prayers in there um and in and trying to put things out in the universe. Now I don't act, I don't pray for strength anymore because I do realize I, I figure I feel like when you ask God for strength, he doesn't just give you strength like mm-hmm. you, you just took spinach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something else is even right. Better. Yeah. Give you another battle to overcome. So I stopped praying for strength. <laughs> I don't need no more battles. Yeah. But, um yeah, she was a my grandma was a praying woman and stepping into womanhood. I mean, I was already in womanhood, but mm-hmm. gone and I don't have I lack that maternal guidance because my mother committed suicide. My grandmother died of cancer. My other grandma died of natural causes in her home. I don't have any maternal guidance. So now I have to make the best yeah. decisions for me because I don't have anybody to call and say, hey, this is what happened. I need advice. Mm-hmm. I can definitely relate to your story. I lost my grandmother when I was seven, but um, there are still things that my grandmother taught me when I was a little girl that I still carry as a woman to this day. My grandmother was actually an evangelist. So she was very, you know, praying, put the oil, the cross on my forehead and all of that. So I've found times where I definitely needed prayer. I've gone through a lot of different things. I've been homeless. You know, I've gone without a lot of things at an early age you know I'm just 23 years old so I've been through a lot and I've found myself where it's like I have people that I can run to I still you know I still have my parents I have my friends but sometimes there are people like you can have people around or you don't have people around and it doesn't matter like sometimes you just always like you just need 
God. You need to run to him. You need to ask him for, you know, understanding. I always ask mm-hmm. God for clarity because, yeah. you know, being an, a, an adult and having to make your own decisions and wondering, you know, are you making the right decisions? Are you going down the right path? You have to ask him for clarity to kind of just help you you know, feel comfortable with your decisions. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you know, you only know what's best for you. And it's just like, without having, you know, that guidance and everything, it's just, girl, all I can really say is you always, you just need God. Like, I know a lot of people are not religious. I wouldn't say that I'm super religious, but I do know when I need to sit down and have a conversation with God, because I've found myself when I've gotten to a certain point in life where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. And I find myself lacking in prayer. And I'm just like, girl, like, don't do God like that. Cause he was there for you when you really needed him. So yeah. like, don't make it seem like he's some type of genie where you just ask for requests and he's like, oh, okay, I got what I needed. Cool. Like, no. So I can definitely understand that where you've come in, where you're coming from. And then a lot of it, too, is just finding the strength to continue to move on with the energy. Well, I, I don't want this to turn into a sermon, but hey, we're going to let it go where it goes. Yeah. Just finding the strength in the situations where the enemy meant to destroy you. That was my whole lesson in this whole uh, panoramic and pandemic or whatever you want to call it. It it was because I moved to Texas. Child, I thought I had a job. Child, they told me you ain't got no job. <laughs> it's all child, a hot mess. So I got here and I was just like, yeah. Happy to you too. Yeah. <laughs> a general manager for this new um, eyebrow uh, boutique. Mm-hmm. And we had discussed, you know, but nothing was on paper. That's the lesson that I learned from you. Nothing was on paper. We had discussed salary. We had discussed uh, the day that I started and all that. And then um, she was building another store. So she was like, I would rather you be a store manager at that one, but it's not open yet. I'm like, girl, I don't know. I already moved here. Hello. I need a job. Hello. I got bills. The bills are hitting on the first, whether we start or not. So I was blessed, child. You know, um, Dallas, they were trying to get people in these apartments. So my apartment gave me six weeks free. I said, girl, whatever we got to do. And I had like a little money tucked to the side. But that was like my furniture money, you know, getting cute money in Dallas. So I was okay, God, I know you ain't put me here for no reason. And so I got here. When I tell y'all, I literally had to be applying to like 25 jobs a day. I I was applying to so many jobs. Still to this day, I would get an email saying, hey, I'm sorry, but we just, child, I want to reply to like, child, I didn't need y'all do, but I'm not going to be so I ended up getting a job and in that time I I always thought I was like an independent woman I always thought like I was I can do everything on my own but when you are really by yourself and you have that time to really sit with yourself and get to know yourself it was a lot of things I was like child I don't really like you I'm not talking to I don't really like who how you how you treat yourself when you're not in the best mood how when you are depressed how do you go about your depression or how you block everybody out I didn't like those things about myself so I got um what is I was on YouTube I think somebody was advertising better help I tried them and they were I wasn't really feeling them so I just googled black therapists in Dallas Texas and I found my therapist and I joke around a lot on here talking about she told me I'm not crazy but a lot of the things that we've been kind of conditioned to think were wrong with us it's not wrong it's just you and that person are not 
you guys don't communicate the same way or the way you don't know how to communicate your feelings. So it comes off as a, you're aggressive or you're always attacking somebody or you're rude. But if once I started talking to my therapist, she was like, girl, you're not crazy. So, <laughs> um, so now that I've in this pain, once I got in that space and I started like going back to God and like seeking outside help and stuff like that, it's like everything that I was came here for, I received. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that sometimes we as women, we just have to, it's okay to sit in ourselves and it's okay to be in that moment and feel what we feel. Cause so many times we're told, okay, look, you still have to get up. You still have to take care of business. You still have to do this. But once I started to learn how to feel my feelings and really be in tune with it, child, I'm, and I'm a cancer. So I'm naturally, I'm a cry about it. But now I'm just like, okay, girl, you're sad. You're sad because why? Okay, let's move on. Let's, how are we going to heal from this? Mm-hmm. Oh, child. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so, okay. And another thing I really love that you talk about in your uh, vlogs is your relationships and your past relationships. Um, one thing that I thought was so, that you showed us was you just deciding, look, this was a phase of my life. I really love this person deeply. Like me and this person have a connection. Like I saw my future with this person, but I love you enough in this moment. I'm going to set you free. And I think that's a very pivotal point that some people have to go through. And I know I went through something similar and it felt like, God, I didn't, I didn't know. Y'all, I thought I was about to have to straighten me up off the flow when I, cause that's a decision because you still look like it's like in that moment, you don't stop loving that person. I can just only speak from my experience, but you love them enough for them to keep going. And so do you want to talk about um, in that moment, like just deciding that you loved you more to just kind of like walk away from that? Um, Yeah. Uh, So, you know, you get to a point where you just like, it's a brick wall and I'm no rock climber, so I'm not going to try to climb over this wall. That hard. You know, it's, it, it is what it is. I hate that. I hate that phrase. Honestly, I do because it's so indifferent. And sometimes it ain't what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I try to fight that. You know, some people say it mm-hmm. is, but, but it's not. It's, it's, it's not that. Like, you know, you care about me, but it's something blocking you. It's something standing in the way uh, for you to meet me halfway. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, you can't save me for later. You know, you can't put me on later way while you figure things out. Like this, this particular person that I was dealing with, he wasn't just figuring out uh, me and him. He was trying to figure out life, period. And, yes. uh, you know, Lil Duval had a post on Twitter years ago. You know, if you don't have your shit together by 35, you it's too late. I don't feel that way when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to men, like generally in your twenties, that's your time to like find a mentor or a big bro, if you will, somebody that you can mm-hmm. up to that is successful enough to, for you to say, you know what? I know what I want to do because this is the path that I want to take. I do want to get married. I do want to, you know, be in a successful relationship. I do want to have a successful career or, you know, be an entrepreneur. And and this man was just completely lost all Mm. all around, all all across the board. He was just lost. And Mm. it took for him to be in another relationship. He had, 
he told me he wasn't ready to be in a relationship with me and i understand that because i leave i'll leave there is no there is no relationship friendship or situationship or even job that i value more than my peace hello so I was like, oh, okay, well, I want y'all to be happy. I won't stand in your way. Let me walk away from this. Mm -hmm. They ended up breaking up and he came back to me, but it still didn't work for Mm -hmm. some reason. It still didn't work. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. So I just recently changed my number. I'm super stingy with it. Like I I, I just, I, I think I've prayed for discernment so much and asked God to remove people out of my life that uh, do not serve me and benefit me that- Mm -hmm. Now, when when someone asks me for my number, I'm like, you know, I could give you my email. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I give you my email. But you know, my number is just I'm, I protect my peace so much. When I wake up in the morning, yes, my phone is dry as a senior citizen, but I'm at peace. I'm happy, and I'm so much more yeah. happier when I'm single than when I'm dating. I, I don't I don't understand why that is, but it's just like dating comes with so many more woes than it does, it does. Yeah. and it's like you have to go through so much to even what they say find your frog or whatever i personally don't want to keep going through that it's not i think and especially for black women they tell us you have to go through so much pain to find love i don't even like that narrative you can no longer sell me that narrative and like same thing with the all men cheat narrative i'm not buying that now i agree that it's worse things that can happen in relationships than cheating but i'm not gonna sit here and say out loud oh if a man cheat i'm not leaving him because i don't even want that in the universe you saw that you saw yeah that. i don't want that in my megan uh from bad girls club said yeah she respectfully she was like, like cheat in private since your ph like, still gonna be thrown off in public Hello. Talk about it, though. Talk about it. Exactly. When in private, it's going to come to light. You know, y'all know I'm always talking about pH, but that's... Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's a real thing. So I smelling like fish. That's because of the man that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Talk so about it. No, there's no cheating respectfully. Don't cheat at all. If you feel like you can't be in a monogamous situation... Let's come to an understanding of something open, but I'm still going to protect myself because what people fail to realize when you give a man an okay to cheat, you giving him an okay to do whatever he doing when he sleep with mm-hmm. another woman. So that could be uh, unprotected sex anally, unprotected Hello. anything. You can get every every STD that you can get in your vagina, you can get in your mouth. Talk about it. And these, yeah. So how are you cheating respectfully? Because men don't ex men don't put on condoms for oral sex. They and don't. don't. And don't. <laughs> and it's just it's just it's so it's the physical act, don't get me wrong, because when you 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 exchange that moment with your partner, but it's so much more to me. It's the res- like there's no respect in cheating. If no. you, if we if I committed myself to you, if I've provided my li- if I've opened a part of my life book to you, there's no respectfully like now this person is in our relationship whether you want to admit it or not. Whether if y'all just meet up at a Tuesday in between lunch breaks, that is still a part of my life. Like you have opened me up to so many things, and people these days are crazy. These women out here, even prostitutes don't have the code no more. The the prostitutes coming out with rappers paying them, but you still showing the sex tape and you still telling the stories. There's no code. There's no code anymore. Okay. 
just wanted to okay. I'm gonna film a little portion of this so I can include it on my um vlog and um let my my viewers know to uh, where to find y'all podcast. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. We appreciate that. Well, yeah, it's there's no nobody has any code anymore. There there used to be a time like and I. I don't even. I don't even want to get into that because men are nasty. If you you make, you make all this money, but you still got to pay for sex. Yeah, that, I feel some type of way about that. Like I, I always felt a type of way about that. Even when men say, "Oh, a man can cheat on you and still love you," there's no way in God's <laughs> green earth that you still love me and thought that it was okay to lay down with another woman. There's no way. You you weren't even thinking about me. So the fact that you said that you still love me, that makes no sense to me. That doesn't even correlate in my head. And a lot of men are like, oh, you know, men weren't meant to be monogamous. Well, if that's how you feel, don't try to be in a relationship if you feel like you cannot be monogamous. Right. Like, just go around and do you and do whatever it is that you do. But don't try to sell me something to make it, you know, to get me wrapped up and then be like, oh, well, you know, men ain't supposed to be monogamous. I'm just like, Child, you know, no, nah, God told me I was your real. Not that you had four ribs, not that you had a whole stack of ribs. You can take, he said, I was your real. So until you can tell, tell me what he said, it's just, a, no. And then now I've seen a lot of women where they're doing this, um, like they're adding a third to their relationship. And I get it. Different strokes for different uh, folks. I'm not going to diss nobody, but it's almost like we're accommodating the foolishness. Yeah, a lot of women yeah. are women. Yes. Women. We actually have an episode coming up. <laughs> I'm in the Black Girls of Dallas group chat, and um, a question was, um, is there anybody in here that's um, into poly? And they were when I tell you 252 messages of black women, married, majority married, talking about, oh, we just got rid of our girlfriend and this, this and that. And my husband has a high libido and it's not fair to him. I'm like, and when I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but when I think of, um, what is the word? What's the, what's the relationship? The marriage is called poly, poly, uh, poly Yeah. Poly I think of, I'm not going to lie. I think of white women in Utah on a farm. <laughs> I think uh, maybe not the most desirable women. When I tell y'all these were gorgeous women, like in real, like realist, uh, realtors and uh, bankers and all these things. So I'm like, where is this coming from? I, 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 you, know I, you know what I think that stems from? Um, vaginal health. Like, you know, it's no secret that we got a little sensitive thing down there, you know. Talk about it, store, yeah. every pharmacy, we got a whole aisle specific mm-hmm. area. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So sometimes she need a break. Mm-hmm. And does if you, and if you're missing with a man with a high sex drive, um, you know there are so many things that could throw your pH off. It's it's not just sex. It's not just mm-hmm. new art, but it's soap. You know, it's medication and things mm-hmm. like that. It, and it's embarrassing. No one wants to have sex when they have an odor down there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
I think because I, I know a lot of married women that still deal with it in their monogamous relationships, they still deal with vaginosis, yeast infections and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. you tell your partner, your, your companion, your husband, that you can't have sex tonight because you got a smell down or you can't have sex tonight because you you know you're a little irritated and itchy down mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. You open up the relationship for him to you know satisfy his needs while you you're getting stuff together yeah back together but men can use infections too though that'd be like it's not <laughs> mm-hmm. it just doesn't affect them as bad i, I, I guess have a uh have a gay friend he said that he he can't have sex all the time you know mm-hmm. he has to take a break from you know yeah it as well so I, I think it's it's both ways and I think that may have something to do with it because otherwise I'm not allowing you to have sex with another woman it's not a birthday gift it's not a Christmas gift it's not a 40th birthday gift it, it's none of that and it just like when you said like I don't know. I'm not really big on marriage but I'm, I'm big on the commitment part like when you commit yourself to I don't like that piece of paper telling me what to I, <laughs> Like that piece, I don't like signing my name. I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm pray on it though. And I'm at God wants in the right one. You know what, sis? Um, I understand wholeheartedly because I've been married and it's a, it's it's scary trying to get out of it with everything that you came in with. Yeah, hello. And a, and a lot of it ain't even monetarily. A lot of it is your peace. You know, when mm-hmm. you go through a divorce, if it, 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 y'all hate each other most times at, at that mm-hmm. point, so mm-hmm. they to break you and not just break you, your pockets. They be trying to break you, like leave, <sighs> leave you broken to the point where you don't even want to get married again. And and I've been divorced for oh thirteen years. Mm-hmm. 13 years and I'm I, I still don't see myself ready to get jump back in it that is a commitment that scares the shit out of me yeah I leave like I, I'm a leaver like if mm-hmm. I'm not, I leave but you can't leave when you're married yeah and that I think that was my thing too I saw see my parents had a hood marriage like they was together for a long period of time but they was only married for five years so you know how that go <laughs> and then they didn't <laughs> They were still married. So they, and just seeing my mom having to find, just like you said, not even about the money, but find herself. It was as a, even as a six, seven year old child, as a little girl, I remember that feeling of my mom having to take her pride and get a part time job when she went without working for a period of time and putting kids through school and putting herself through school. And I'm not, and I know everything is for your good and it's part of the journey, but just as a woman, I've kind of, I, I value my peace. Like, like we talked about, I value my peace of mind so much. I'd rather commit to you in spirit and in truth. And if we wake up 20 years from now, 25 years from now, and I look at you and I say, look, this thing ain't working how it used to. I want to be able to pack up my bags and walk away. Cause I don't, and also I don't want to go into a marriage thinking about divorce, but I'm also a realist. I understand that sometimes, you know, we, yeah, like sometimes we create beautiful children or we might create a business or we might do all these things and share these memories, but I could honestly wake up and be like, yeah, I don't, I don't want this one more, no more and vice versa. But it's that sometimes I feel like it's the weight of the, of that piece of paper. 
Yeah. And see, it was different for me growing up. Um, you know, my parents, they just recently celebrated 25 years of marriage. Uh, my grandparents <laughs> were married for almost 50 years before my grandmother died. So like, I'm used to seeing people married for a long time and like making marriage work. Yes, I've seen, you know, the ups and downs and stuff, but it wasn't until my mother shared things that happened in her first marriage and how her husband like literally was cheating on her. Women were coming to her house trying to fight her for her husband and like just going through things like that. And I'm just like, okay, hold on. Like, so I grew up like wanting to be married. I was one of those girls who like want dreams about her dress and walking down the aisle. But then I'm like, now that I'm like older, you know, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, because I'm the type of person, if I get married to you, like I'm married to you. Like I'm not really going anywhere. Like this is a one-time thing. I'm only doing it one time. I, so it's just like, it's hard to even be that vulnerable to even say, okay, I'm going to marry this person. I'm going to be with them for the rest of my life. It's a different breed of men out here. It's, men are not the same how they were. Well, kind of are because men back in the day did cheat. But it's just yeah. <laughs> men had whole families for real back in the day. Yeah, whole families. But <laughs> I don't know. I just like feel a difference of like men, like the caliber of men that are around. I'm just like, could I really see myself being married to these men? Like one of these men for like the rest of my life? I don't really know. So now I've become more skeptical about marriage. I still I still do want to get married, but it's just like. I got to really feel that in my heart of hearts, my soul that like, okay, I'm going to do this. Cause, uh, um, I'll be at your nuptials, girl. But as of right now, it's, it's, it's a big no for me. And yeah. And like you said, the quality of men, like, I don't know who child Kevin Samuel. So I don't want to give him too much because I don't know nobody else. That's he's an entertainer. Um, that's how he provides his audience his entertainment. But Kevin Samuels, and he's slowly been changing around like things that he's like because he started interviewing men as well, telling them they're not high caliber men or whatever. But my my whole thing with Kevin Samuels, one, I don't want no man that gotta go through a man to get me. That's just one. And then two, I don't think I want no man that he would be associated with no shade um <laughs> it's just like i mean and then uh, my thing with him is he is the high caliberness or whatever but i live in reality i'm in a real world i'm a plus-size woman i pull niggas uh you know what i'm saying so it's just not my reality but then i had to realize the type of audience he was targeting and the type of woman he targets he targets women with low self-esteem who might not look the best who might not know how to throw themselves together because i always say you don't have to be the most gorgeous woman in the world but you got to put your clothes on and do a little makeup and get your lashes done get your nails done and the confidence that you have within men know how to read the room all day every day and they can pick the girl that's gonna have sex with them tonight they can pick the girl that they're gonna have to go out to dinner with for a, one or two times and they might be able to hop in the bed with them or they're gonna have to pick the girl that they're gonna have to really court so it's just men i, I don't like to say men are dumb but they're not as dumb as they put off if that if that makes sense and it's just, you cannot make a man do what he doesn't want to do. That's just it at the end of the day. These men do not want to be in serious relationships, but they want the benefits of the relationships. That's all it is, in my opinion, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I think you're hitting a point right there. It's just a no for me, dog. And I just want women to know it. it's okay to be single. <laughs> 
Like, so I have so many friends who just get into quick relationships just so they can say that they're with somebody. But it's just like your peace of mind is so disturbed. Is it? Are you really with somebody? It, it's just a no nope. for me. Definitely not. You watch my vlogs, you know how I feel about Kevin Samuels. I would like for black women. I don't know about any of, of the other ones. Talk about it. Who <laughs> stop calling him? Like I would like yeah. um his platform to be a little bit more diverse in uh his what's his um uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but like, I, I want him to talk to Latino women because mm-hmm. black women aren't the only ones that have Hello. attitudes. You know, we're not the only ones that got a mouth on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all all women do, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I want his platform to be more diverse in who he speaks to because he speaks to black women like in in a manner of we're asking for too much and white women are raised on asking for too much talk about you know it what i'm saying like that's how they are raised like mm-hmm. he doesn't have any money. and don't bring nothing to the table nothing nothing right if he doesn't have any money then why are you dating him you know that's generally how it goes like um now i don't i don't know you know as far as the Hispanic community and things like that, the Latino community, but when it comes to white women, they expect more. And men, black men see them as trophies. So when they do get to a financial point in their life mm-hmm. where they feel like they're successful, now they feel like they qualify. To- mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's crazy. So I, I would love for more white women to call him and get it yeah. I would love to hear how he speaks to them because I, I can almost guarantee it would be a different it would oh absolutely it really would and that just goes into the divide between the black man and the, uh, and the black woman black men they think that they're the only ones that whose society looks like like that, like that we have a target on a black black women. We go into stores. We go to J.C. Penney's uh, Nordstrom Sachs, and people look at us up down every aisle because they think mm-hmm. we're stealing or we can't. If we go to the bank, we can't. Our tone can't escalate too much because, man, if you don't, if you can't calm down. We we'll have to ask you to leave. These are the things that we get all day, every day. So I think if we just stop, if uh, I don't know, and uh, I don't know, I don't want to. Ooh, niggas be pissing me off. But anyway. <laughs> Because I just thought about this tweet where the boy was like, um, women, black women hate that black men starting to have confidence. Really? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Twitter is so toxic. Talk a about it. People, a lot of people say, you know, based on the things that I say in my blog, people will come to my tweet and Twitter and be like, you should really be on Twitter more. You know, I love, you know, your slogans and like little catchphrases that you say. Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to go viral because of an argument I'm having mm-hmm. on uh, my thought process on Twitter. Because mm-hmm. when I first started, I used to be very opinionated. I used to be very blunt. Um, the things that I'm seeing now, uh, come to that came into fruition I said years ago like uh, one tweet I'll never forget 
I said, I think that they should um, do away with welfare and increase minimum wage to $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody, if, if, if anybody logically and smart that has ever been on welfare, welfare or had any type of public assistance, they would know that if you make $15 an hour, you don't qualify for welfare. Hello. You just, you just right there making right. just enough. Right. But that tweet made people go off the deep end people started saying that you know um i grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth i don't know what it's like to be poor girl (laughs) (laughs) i've gotten food stamps before so i know that they need to increase minimum wage to 15 Mm -hmm. but there would not be poverty there would be no poverty poverty level if people made fifteen dollars an hour. But that tweet, that tweet, and how that spiraled out of control, it just made me want to get off Twitter because my I, I realized that the way I think is so different from everybody else. Like mm-hmm. it it made me um, highly disliked. Yeah. And two, a lot of the times the people who are replying to your tweets or replying to your Instagrams, these are people who, who have never been on welfare. So how are you going to tell me? Like, I literally have a family member. Um, she was out here hustling. She was doing the jobs that nobody else. She was picking up CNA shifts. She was doing home shifts. And um, her Section 8 said, look, you're making too much money. Either we can drop you or you got to quit one of your jobs. Like, how, what, what, what kind of stuff is that? But you get these people, and you know, I'm a college graduate child, so I don't want to talk down to nobody. But it's a certain group of black college graduates who forget what the what it's really like to be black in the neighborhoods that we grow up in. Like, we forget what the housing looks like, we forget what the job options are look, what look like, we forget how CNAs, how much CNAs really make. CNAs make $12 an hour. But they glorify getting the certificate and they don't um, have government funding to push you on to go get your RN. To have your RN, you don't even need a bachelor's degree. A lot of people do not know that. So there's a lot of resources and there's a lot of things that we're lacking our community. But because we're not having these conversations and because the tweets are so people pick everything so personally and it's automatically a target on the black community's back the reality is um white people get more funding than black people when it comes to welfare exactly exactly but we've been conditioned to think oh it's us we're the poor we 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 have no skills we have no jobs it's not us and these are not these are not the redneck hillbillies either that I'm talking about. They get most of the welfare. It's people in relationships with men who take care of the household who aren't married. They get food stamps. Mm-hmm. They know how to rig the system. And I wish that we would put our pride aside and start putting our resources together and changing the narrative of because it, it's really a way and it's really a way if you learn how to manipulate the system that you can really be on welfare for two to five years and really boss your game up and do what you got to do and get up off that thing. You know what I'm saying? But I think a lot of it's pride too. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is. Definitely think that. But yeah, so <clears throat> oh child, I was talking too much. But yeah, so <laughs> the, um, so the just to wrap up the topic, Peyton, I just wanted to say, like, we really, 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 really love your channel. Um, it's really so inspirational cool. the way you get up on you get up on your platform, you turn on your camera, and you're so authentic. And 
you haven't been shy about your journey. And I think that so, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like, it says a lot about your personality and your character too, because like how we were just saying, pride is a big thing that a lot of people have. And I think too, that's, that's why your platform is so strong and people gravitate to you because Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't, I don't know you personally, but it seems like you're not a prideful person. Um, and it takes a lot to get on the camera and be like, y'all, today is not a good day. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> but I would still say good morning to y'all. Um, uh, you know, and so I guess my question is, how did all that, were you always like that or did that come with time? Oh, uh, no, I've always been like this. Yep. It's because you're a Pisces. Who I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I am. And it's it's funny because like when I first meet dudes, right? You know, I have my YouTube and, and link in my mm-hmm. and I actually I hate it when a guy asks me what's my Instagram because like you can watch my you can you can see my timeline and look at my pictures, but mm-hmm. watching my story you get to know me watching my YouTube mm-hmm. you get to know me. So like, I don't want them to like see this side first because I want to feel them out first. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like this one guy, he liked me. He watched a couple of my um, YouTube videos and then he said, I seem toxic. And I'm like, what? Okay, I guess this is the new word that me and one mm-hmm. of so yeah. was like, you know, I responded. I said, "Well, baby, your opinion of me is none of my business." Mm-hmm. This, this, it is what it is. <laughs> like what? Is, like how are you supposed? To, am I supposed to plead my case, send you a paragraph, and tell you yeah. ways that I'm not toxic, or or? But you know, men, you're more toxic because you don't reply. I, I don't know. I, child, like I told y'all, being niggas is not getting along right now. <laughs> said in my youtube the scariest thing you can do to a man is leave because leaving is self-love you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i love you that's the scariest thing you can do to a man so that makes me toxic because i'm gonna ghost you when i see that this isn't gonna serve me and, and be beneficial to my mental health my emotional health mm-hmm. um i'm not gonna make no money from this this situation Talk about it it's gonna affect my peace so I'm toxic because I choose to walk away from this situation. So you have six, seven kids. Talk about it. Talk about it. Men, but you know, we're only toxic when we when we start setting our standards. We're not toxic when we're going with the flow and we're texting and we on FaceTime and you propped up while I'm oh, cooking the kitchen. Oh, cool. Right. Oh, you cook. Look, you cook. Oh, that's your dog. Oh, your place. Nice. I got to come over. Oh, oh, you got Netflix. Oh, you got a big TV. You know, niggas, the, the same lines that they run. But as soon as I say oh, anything about me setting the bar, setting the standard, oh, I'm toxic. Oh, I'm a gold digger. Like, it's this thing that I do on my on my uh, social media just to kind of rile the niggas up and let the ones that ain't supposed to be there leave. I always talk about how <laughs> Chrissy. <laughs> I always say, um, what's what's the last one I said? Oh, men are the new bad bitches, and I stand by that. They get dressed in the club to get fly. They throw money at the strip club not because they see you there, because the other man in the booth next to them is throwing money. They buy bottles because the man to the booth next to them is two bottles ahead of them. It, your men don't even do stuff to impress us anymore. 
It's a certain group. I'm not gonna say all. Yeah, I'm not gonna say all of them. But men are the new bad bitches. And so when I say that, and I just say, you know, I like a man who's off social media, and I'll just say little things, and I'll be like, or a man. So it's not <laughs> when I say shy to spend a coin. I'm not saying you have to pay all my bills or you have to come in here and just buy because I don't even want that type of stuff to, from you, honestly. But what I'm saying is you have to show me before we can even say we're boyfriend and girlfriend or we're in a relationship, you have to show me that you are a provider. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a you want me to show you I'm a good woman. Men always we were just talking about this before the show. Men always ask you to cook. Mm-hmm. so show me so that's what you feel like is a womanly standard <laughs> show me that you can be a provider show me that you can put gas in my car or just vacuum out my car you know it's just it, it be the little things for me hun so it's always the men talking about oh you're a gold digger oh you're this no you're just broke and you can't relate it's not the men who do those it's not the men who do those things who call women toxic who call women gold diggers who say they just out getting men for money it's the men who maybe or not, I'm not even gonna say financially able because it's men at FedEx that if they really like you and they really mess with you, oh, you need a, you need $175 for your nails here. So it's not even about the job. It's not about the salary. It's just about the standard of men and the ego that comes with some of these men. And so if they can't do it, instead of just saying, oh, I ain't really got it like that. I don't, I don't even know how that conversation would go because I ain't never heard a man say I ain't got it. They, they just call you, you know, you just become the worst woman in the world. But I don't know, child. These men out here are a different breed. And, mm. oh, definitely. Definitely. Twitter, uh, okay, the worst thing you can ask, the worst thing a woman can ask me is, what are your intentions? And I said, the worst thing oh well then i'm, I'm i guess i can go ahead and ask you for some money then <laughs> <laughs> if that's the worst if that's the worst but a man a man like you said men don't want you to have standards yeah they don't no because what are your intentions is a very harmless question like sir i just want to know how i need to move in this yeah. situation do you see me as a friend? Do you see me as a bust down? Mm-hmm. As a wife? Are you looking at me as a potential girlfriend? Like, mm-hmm. That's all I want to know is like, what do you see? But you know, all men think that when we see them, we would just want to marry them. They don't think they don't think that I could that we could be asking them that question because we just got out of a long-term relationship and we ain't really looking for nothing. That that never crosses yeah. their mind. Cause you know, men think they're the uh, what are they? They the trophy, they're the prize. Trouble. They really are <laughs> prize these days. They really are. And you know, that's that's a that's that's a tricky thing, right? Because like I tell my homeboys, we as women, we control the the, the pussy. We control right. The, yeah. The men control the relationship because. If he does not want a relationship after he has sex with you, you know, he's in control of that. You cannot have sex with him consistently to make him change his mind. If he wants a relationship, well, you know what? You can't, a man can be manipulated in a relationship, into a relationship by sex, but they control that though. Mm -hmm. All we control is whether we say yes or no to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, how do y'all feel about 
Oh, oh, I'm, I'm asking questions, y'all. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> How do y'all feel about that that whole ideology of um making the guy that you want to be with wait for sex, but um someone that you don't see yourself as you know marrying or being in a relationship with, you just go ahead and you know give it give it to them uh, willy nilly. How do y'all feel about that? Well, I don't know if I'm the one that. <laughs> Oh, I, I mean, I mean, you know, Steve Harvey said it first, and I guess it was to find find your husband because your real husband going away or whatever it was. But my thing is, I know I have guy friends who will tell you they have waited the ninety days, had sex with the girl, and then literally a week after broke up with her. So I don't think the time frame really means anything. To be honest, I know people who was one night stands, and they, you know, I, 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 don't, I personally don't. I don't agree, but I also don't agree with that because I feel for me, it's like if I have sex with you, it's when I'm ever ready, however long that takes. It's not like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna meet a man and I gotta wait three months or I gotta wait these 90 days mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna have sex with him. Because just like you said, I could wait those three months, have sex with him. And for me, I don't even get nothing out of it. So I'm like, wow, I'm gonna set up here <laughs> and like, I'm gonna met this man and I'm just, you know. Or it's just like he could, you know, he could just up and leave me. And then I'm like, wow. So like these whole three months were just wasted. So it's to me, it's a preference. It's like whenever you feel like you want to lay down with that man, that is up to you. But the whole you have to wait and that's the only way you'll find like a good quality man. That's not true. Because I've seen multiple people who have had sex on the first night and they're married and they're happy and they got kids and stuff. So it's a preference thing. I hate when men like men say that, like, oh, a real man will wait for you. I'm like, mm. but at the same token, if you give it to him the first night, is he a hoe? Like, like these men, if you let them, they will have some, so are you like when do men become the hoes? That's my thing. Like, why does the value of who I like women are sexual beings? So for me, men become hoes when everybody done had you. Like you're not a prize. You, you, you're not a prize. <clears throat> if I fifteen girls, they can say they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and men think that there's a double standard. Like they can only be with men. Like, bro, if I've been with fifteen dudes that you know, you're not gonna look at me and I. Uh, a wife or a girlfriend someone that you can spend the rest of your life with you know you looking at me is it's your turn so Mm -hmm. that's how I'm looking at you you've been with 15 to 20 girls that I know Mm -hmm. and I I might not have been friends with them but I cannot say that I look at you as a husband or a boy Mm -hmm. because there's too many women that can say they don't have and uh women are territorial talk about it it's no different if you were my husband and you cheated on me with two girls if Mm -hmm. those girls can say that they've had something that i felt was sacred to me then i'm Mm -hmm. gonna feel some type Mm -hmm. of you know you're mine you know and, and not saying that you're my property but like that's how I look at it. So I don't, it, all these double standards to me are out the window, especially with, it's 2021, men are wearing uh, nail polish, men are wearing purses, wigs, even if- Talk about it. 
even if they straight, they still wearing wigs, lace fronts, and stuff like that. You know. But you know, if we say anything about that, where um, we're, we're doing, we're, what is it called? We're take, taking away the black mas- the black man's masculinity. If we say we don't want a man with nail polish. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We want a man who doesn't wear nail polish or a man who, we don't want a man who wears rumpers or skirts or dresses. That's just a preference, huh? <laughs> Literally. But you know, they can, but if a man, a man gets so upset when we say it's messed up how certain men have preference about size, um, skin color, hair texture. We, oh, we're stuck in the times and we're always trying to say that there are these things, but you can literally, men will literally tell you what they want and they want from head to toe. Don't give a damn about the personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we say these things and it's like, oh, we're taking away from the men's uh, masculine. That's what they say. Or we're, we're um, condoning toxic masculinity. I think that's the new trend of men saying things. Um, child. <laughs> go against them wearing nail polish. We, we're, you said we're so so the the, so so you know gunna wears for example gunna um and young thug wears nail polish so a A cute little a cute little polish and many petty it's cute though whoever does his nails does a good job (laughs) if i was in Atlanta, i'll act to the ones for sure a lot of rappers are starting to wear yeah so so women were like you know we're not saying it's technically you know i don't want to get too sensitive but we're not saying it's gay for them to wear nail polish but as my preference i just don't want my man getting a full set with me period oh you women are just so used to um these toxic men who hit them upside the head who are um uh they women don't want um Hyper masculinity, but when we evolve and we change as men and we get in tune with ourselves, now it's gay. Nobody said that. Mm-hmm. Literally, nobody said that. I just have a. Here we go again. I have standards and I have a preference. For me, it's no. It's a no for me, hun. Yeah, it's a no for me too. I mean, okay. <laughs> I met this guy on Hinge and, um, oh my god, so fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Six, seven, you know, talk about it. Right amount of muscles and meat on his bones because I don't want nobody with too skinny. Mm-hmm. Up in that cot of meat, him, he had on jiggins. No, he did not. Over with for me, I said, I said, yo, I couldn't even help it. Like, you know, I, I really want to, to, to date someone that. I can where I can flourish in my femininity. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. I mm-hmm. sat in that car and the femininity was out the door. I, <laughs> I immediately said, "My your t- pants tight as fuck." Could you put his your hand in his pocket? <laughs> and I tried to pinch his around mm-hmm. his side because you know, okay, so like you know, it's it starts to get a little loose and lax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they tight when you can't peach around that calf muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. One thing. Did he? Was he? Was he sagging the Jenkins? Not really. No. No. Now he had high waisted. Now he had the high waisted Jenkins. High waisted, like he had on a kind of like a long shirt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know. Um. And 
you know, he was sitting in the car or whatever, and I tried to pinch the jeans to see like if, if it had some gills. I was mm-hmm. like, baby, your jeans tight as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what was his response to you? I would love to watch you take these off. I would love to watch you put them on because she, you think they're gonna roll up like a thong. They're gonna roll up like a thong. <laughs> Say right with me if you don't jump to put jeans on, you don't feel my pain. Oh. Oh, roll up like a thong. I don't want my I don't want my man pants to roll up next to my drawers. I just don't want it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay, everybody. So that was the main topic. Once again, Peyton, thank you so much for opening up about your YouTube, uh, your journey on YouTube. Talk about relationships and all that fun stuff. All right, Chrissy, get into this, that, and everything in between. Alrighty, y'all. So this week on this, that, and everything in between, you ain't gotta go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. So we're gonna be talking about like hookup culture and you know staying at a man's house. Like when when do you stay at a man's house? You know, is that okay? So for me personally, when I was younger, I would stay at a man's house. I didn't really like it, but like sometimes it just depends on how I felt with the person. I'm like maybe but like most of the times i'm just kind of like, i'm in and out i know that kind of sound bad y'all but i was <laughs> do what i gotta do and you know move on by myself but now i don't even i don't like to be in someone else's space and i definitely don't like you to be in my space like i'm mm-hmm. very just mm-mm, don't mm, don't come over here i'm good i'm good so Peyton, do you like how do you feel about the whole hookup culture staying at a man's place like how do you feel about that how do I feel about the hookup culture and staying at a man's place? Um, I'm I'm very big on not wearing out my welcome. That's something mm-hmm. I instilled in me. So, um, one, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm 38, so mm-hmm. I've I've had a one night stand before, right? It's not something that I particularly do now because I realize that I get attached after sex in intimacy mm-hmm. and I really start liking you. I could I could play hard to get all the way up until that point and but after that, like I'm thinking about you. I'm wondering if you're thinking about me. I'm paying attention to how long you text back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The hookup culture for me is not uh, beneficial to my emotional and mental health. I can't do it. And staying over a guy's house, like, um, I I have to watch how much time you spend with me because I know that I'm going to, like, start getting, like, super involved. And if that's not what Mm -hmm. you want, you know, men aren't very vocal about what Mm -hmm. they want. And they, just, yeah. they just like to go with the flow and be friends first. Like women need to, women need to learn how to be your friend first. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't want to be your friend. I want to be your, uh, your girl, your woman. <laughs> I you, but y'all know how I feel about that. I want to, I want to make up the cookie breakfast. I really do. I was, I was day three. Okay, sir. So yeah, I want to move in. <laughs> I said it. I want to move in. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking you something. You moved in September? Okay, I moved in in December. Yeah, I did. Hookup culture is 
for me. Staying over at guy's house, you got to be very careful with it. Mm-hmm. Know what he got going, who else he's entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. Put in a position that you know could harm you, or mm-hmm. that, that has happened to me. I mean, I wasn't staying over his house, but like he wanted to change clothes, he invited me over. I was waiting until he, you know, changed clothes, and next thing you know, a girl was outside the door. Like, I'm like, sir, what? <laughs> What, you what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what you got going? What you got planned, sir? Like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And that 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 turned me off so much. To this day, he still mm-hmm. like me, still want a chance. But that turned me <laughs> off so much because I can be naive when I'm dating. I, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. myself, I can be naive. Dang. One of the mm-hmm. things that I'm naive, I truly be thinking that when a dude like me, I'm the only one he's talking to. <laughs> me too <laughs> me too it's not true and like i said i'm a cancer so i'll be in love by day three like <laughs> like i i, I do I, and i'll admit it and it's and i think that's why it's so hard for me to attach myself some, with somebody because i've learned girl once you like somebody once i put a heart next to your name on my phone it's a wrap like yes, no. yes. I, I admit my faults, girl. I got attachment issues. Well, I, I don't get attached, but when I do, it's it's there. It's very much there, huh? Mm-hmm. See, for me, I had to stop like doing the hookups and the one night stands because it was the opposite. Like the men would want me to like, you know, want to start hanging out with me more, and I'm like, hold up, like no, like it was just like a little, you know. Like it wasn't anything too, but then they're like hitting me up, like, "Hey, so what you doing? Like, you know, when can I see you again?" And I'm just like, "Never. Like, I'm good. Like, I don't really want all of that." But I don't know. It takes a special type of me because I don't really get super attached. But when I do, I'm there and I'm like in there. So like, it takes a lot for me to start feeling attached. I think for me, it's like if I start spending a lot of time with you. So if I know I'm not really interested in someone, I don't want to start spending time with you because I'm going to start, you know, thinking like, mm, you know, wonder what he's doing. Like, let me hit him up. Like, so I don't like. I don't so, do that. so when you like him, when do you start spend, spending the night or like how many days in a row do you spend the night? Oh, it's not like no days in a row. Maybe like one good day out the week, girl. Like it ain't, it ain't nothing like consistent or nothing. But like if I'm really liking you and like we're trying to go somewhere, maybe like three times. I, yeah, because I don't like being in. So I like being home. I like being in my bed. I like my atmosphere. So I can hang out with you and I can be at your spot, but I don't want to be there all the time. Like I'm not going to be like how you said moving in. I'm not. Yeah, I packed up my trunk, love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on that, honey. I am not on that one. Mm-mm. What about you, Peyton? How, how, um, like, so when do you start saying, "Okay, I'm gonna spend the night"? And then, how many days in a row do you just spend the night? Mm, spend spend the night is just spend the night, just that night. Okay, so how many? So if you're really liking somebody, y'all been dating casually. It's been about two, three months. So, how many nights in a row would you stay? I'm gonna say one because I I dread this. So, what you about to do? I dread. No! <laughs> like, you ain't about to. What you gonna get into? <laughs> <laughs> so I stick to one day. 
No. It's like I like you know I like having my skincare products and I like how my bed feels. You know. I like the bed. I do like to roll over and know nobody finna be there. Mm-hmm. Out the refrigerator. All, I'm in the refrigerator all day. So, I just like being in my space. So only one night. So when so when do you start leaving stuff at the house? Okay, hold on. Let me stop. I just feel like you you real you got you like you attached too much. Girl, I'm, I've never left anything at a man's house before. Like I I make sure that everything is accounted for before I leave. I'm I'm like, mm, did I leave it? Mm, okay, make sure everything. I'm staying at his house if I spend a night now. Yeah. You know what? I might have left like a watch or a bracelet, not on purpose, but you know, if I put something on the table. That was on accident. But uh the most I'll leave is some makeup wipes. Really? I think the most I've ever left at a man's house was a scrunchie from my hooker. Okay, have y'all? Okay, because I actually know people who have told me to do this who have done this. Have y'all ever pulled hair out your wig, out your hair, and put it in the bathroom so somebody so the next girl could see? Oh, that is petty. No. Girl, I'm not gonna tell you who on this camera because they're gonna kill me. But yes, hun, they told oh. me to do that. Mm-hmm. No, Girl, oh, no. Nobody's she'd be chatting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't that do it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Gonna... I didn't do it either. Now, now, if my hair is just there, that's one thing. But I'm not sitting up here. Ooh, let me leave this though, you know, so somebody will know he's taking. Mm, I'm not doing all that. No. Now nah, that sounds crazy. What'd you say? I will flip it. I'm paying attention to what's in your bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, d- I definitely do that. Yeah, I think body works, that. a biscuits, body wash, like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. How old is this dude? Is this new? Mm-hmm. I've never seen this in Bath and Body Works. Like, who might watch this, cuz? Nigga, you do not use Dove Cherry Blossom, love. You can't even okay. sell You cannot sell me that story. I might not even take the cucumber mint, Dove. I, I might. It just depends. But that but that Cherry Blossom, I know you don't use that. That's I know. That's not true, baby. You want to see mm-hmm. the Ooh, child. Let me see <laughs> that don't look masculine. Immediately, you're gonna want me to go home. So, what if his house is really well decorated? Is that a red flag to you? Yep, really? Why, y'all? Am I naive? Oh my god, (laughs) if if it's really like so, okay, like pictures on the wall, rugs. Not pictures on the wall because I, I, I understand men like art. I like art. Not pictures on the wall. But if you got a lot of pillows on your bed, that's 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 a little odd to me. You know what? I can't even hold yeah. you. Men love men love a set and they'll take the sham that come with it. They ain't not gonna do no extra. They're not gonna go a little bit further down that aisle and get a day. De- <laughs> You can't even convince me you did that. You 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 just mm-mm. 
Nah, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing though. Cause it, oh god, I think I'm naive. I always kind of assume maybe the mama decorated, or you know, when you move, the mama come in town to help you decorate. Maybe the mom sent him some. No, it depends on how old he is. Cause if he older, his mama ain't coming in there decorating nothing. True. He had a whole woman in there decorating. Mm-mm. Now I know men have the LED light. Men, I oh let the Lord let the shackles of LED lights go from these men. You gotta let that go. Men have LED lights. Yes. Well, who and they, hey, living room, bedroom, bathroom, shout. Yes, it's okay. I'm not gonna lie. Talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Scan a girl sheets, and I'm. Oh no, 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 no. I hope not. No, 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 no. I would be like, I'd be like, go. Go, cause the fact that you even think that you had to test me on that, that nah, I'm good. Deuces. Yeah, yeah. That's the notes. It's the LED lights around the living room. I don't think it's horrible. It's just we don't have to have it on all day, every day. Like, can we? That, that, that don't bother me. Mm-mm. It's just like we don't have to have it on all day, every day. Huh? Pillows on the bed. Yes, that's why I always like when yeah. I, I watch like YouTube videos in like. Um, like the couple YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff, and the girl like has the room decorated and it's pink and gray and all these things on there. I be thinking to myself, I wonder how he feel about their bedroom decor. He he hated. <laughs> <laughs> Some men genuinely don't care though, but I I don't know. I, I'm a real big person on like my home and the energy and the auras. So I want my man to feel comfortable though too. I'm not gonna have him in no baby pink room. We can do color, no you know, canopy. Yeah, like, you can do a little a little lavender, a little gray, a little white, you know, do your chrome accents, keep it real cute and cash, maybe a little baby blue even. But I'm not gonna no, because I'm I want my space to be a representation of how I feel or how I want to feel. Uh, I don't know, child. <clears throat> All right, Peyton. So this is the segment where this is ooh, bitch. This is our song. So when we have a host, we we actually dedicate a song to our host. So I'm not the singer of the group. Chrissy is. So as we, we're finna dedicate a song to you. <laughs> so wait. So Peyton, I actually have a question for you. Are, are you a Tweet fan? Yes. I told you, Peyton. And I told you. Did the song because I was like, girl, that's my uh, I sing that. Girl, that's was, I was gonna sing Taxi by Tweet. I was gonna, I was gonna try. Okay, wow. This hurts, but I. No, girl, coming out of my voice, I'm already in tune. I'm in range. Excuse me, I'm in range, Lord. Let me pull up my lyrics, Lord. Girl, I could have definitely sung a little Tweet song, honey. Taxi. Take me. Don't get me. Look. No, what's the song? Smoke a cigarette? I don't even smoke cigarettes. When I tell you, I want to. Nah, I hit you. <laughs> you know, I hit you with. Tell you what I did last night. What'd you say? What'd you say, Peyton? I just slip the weed because I don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, oh, wow. Wow, Chrissy. Okay, Peyton. Okay, so let's pull up the lyrics. So we're gonna dedicate Lauren Hill X Factor because, like I said, for me, when you let that, when you let your previous relationship go, it kind of gave me the strength to let a lot of things go. And oh, I also wanted to tell you, I actually started doing prayer candles, so thank you for that. Um, so I write my, 
Yeah, so I write my prayers and I write my intentions and I put it underneath my prayer candles. It really, it honestly really works. At first, the first couple of days, I was like, Lord, but I realized that you have to pray with the candles. Like, and it was kind of spooky. I'm not going to lie. How things were just turning around in my life. I was like, oh, Lord. I'm about to light, I'm about to light too tonight because I've been, I've been behind in my prayer. March, I didn't, I, I honestly, I did not pray as much in March um my birthday month because i was doing all this traveling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. i didn't light candles because i didn't want to leave them unattended because when you light it you have to leave it lit you cannot blow yeah it. yeah so you know I, I i really hope that god know my heart and he knows that i didn't i didn't lack in prayer on purpose it's just i pray i i do pray with my candles i talk yeah about but when it comes mm-hmm. to prayer i feel like i can't pray without my candles and I try not to say that on camera because people will condemn you for saying stuff like that. You Why? You don't need your candles to pray. God hear you. And I'm like, well, he hear me a little louder when I pray. I'm right there next to him. You hear me? Like, I really, I really had a moment where I was just like, okay, God. Like, I felt, have you ever just prayed and you was just like, I don't know if that one reached up there. I don't know if my, like, you get distracted and you thinking about what you, like, it just, but when I was prayed next to those candles and I'm really, like, setting my intentions and I wrote down everything that I'm, that I want to, what I want to see changing. And I probably, like, it was, it was kind of spooky. Like I said, I was just like, okay, girl, it's power in the tongue. It's power in what you ask for because it was very much real. All right, honey. <clears throat> Are you ready, man? <laughs> Child, yeah. Me, me, me. Look, ma, ma. <laughs> All right, child. Oh, I do start this off. Okay. All right. <laughs> I keep letting you back in. You back in. Oh. It's your turn. How can I? Wait, wait, wait. Thank you, Peyton. Thank you, Peyton. Wait, <laughs> girl. You know, girl, I told you my love, my love contact was acting up today. Okay, okay, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got my quotations, love. To me back up. Tune me up. Beam me up, Scotty. Look, I'm ready. Ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. I keep letting you back in. You back in. How can I explain myself? As, pa- as painful as this thing has been. I just can't be with no one else. See how no one We've got to do. You let go. And I let go too. Because no one's hurt me more than you. And no one ever will shit you. No, Why won't you live for me? 
care for me, care for me. Is that it? <laughs> okay, we got it. <laughs> We did rehearse, but yeah, I was just wanted to dedicate. I really was like, I wonder if Peyton wants a playlist when you posted that vlog. Oh, I got one, but I didn't know. Are you a playlist person, Peyton? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, next time I'm, I'm gonna send you a little play. I knew you was a tweet fan. So, what have you been? <laughs> what have you been listening to recently? Russia confession. What a. Song. I told you that I'm like us with a hit. Here I stand and jump with love, love you gently. You know, I I really try not to listen to slow music because um like I listen to old R&B like Isaac Brothers Maze. Just feel good music, but I try not mm -hmm. to listen to love songs because then I get in a mushy mood. I start like mm -hmm. wanna you know want a partner and stuff like this. So. For the most part, I listen to a little baby and money man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree. I don't know. I'm a mushy person though, naturally. So I like my '90s R&B. I like my Casey and JoJo. I like my Drew Hill. I like that energy that I get from them songs. Like I don't know. And then with some of the new, it's certain new rap that I can listen to. Now I've tried to listen to like uh, it's this one artist, Stunner for Vegas. Mm -hmm. yeah he's cool but sometimes it's a hit or miss it's the energy honestly behind the rappers because i i don't know who child <laughs> chrissy what about you what you been listening to girl you know my same 15 songs i keep in rotation honey my 90s r&b <laughs> my early 2000s honey i've been listening to a lot of escape and a lot of swv because mm -hmm. you know, i'm a big i love girl groups so yeah i've been listening to them a lot but that's pretty much it so Peyton, outside of our beautiful song for you, we also, um, just to say a major thank you for coming on our platform and just taking time out of your Easter Sunday, we um, are going to send you a Black Girl Wine gift card. What is it? Black Girl Magic Wine. They're a wine company, mm -hmm. the McBride Sisters. So after we'll get your um, email and stuff and we'll send you over the gift card. Just to say thank you because, you know, we're a smaller platform and we're just start. So previously we had this podcast and it just wasn't the right time to have it, but we had like the right idea we had the personalities and all these things but it just wasn't the right time so now just picking it back up and just going for everything that we want <laughs> for this uh platform and just really to create a space for black women to authentically be themselves so wherever your journey is whatever your story is like i said we have somebody we have a transgender woman coming on here uh later on we have somebody in a poly relationship like we have we're, we're trying to pull from every sources because even though everybody's journey is so different if we really sit down and talk a lot of the things that we go through are just the same yeah mm -hmm. and it's bad enough that the world is against us we shouldn't be against each other so definitely yeah so just in the podcast we do a ps and the ps this week it's kind of funny because you mentioned it but it's ps bay i can see a lace so young what was it young jock <laughs> he has a lace beard and then um i saw what was it facebook men are literally getting the lace on the top they're like long kinky hair and they cut it down to make it into waves how do we feel about this? I think we already said it's a no, but yeah. If it, if it makes you look better, do it. 
And I love the bald head. I love Common. Don't use my glue. Hey, <laughs> you're not gonna help him lay it down. You're not gonna help him lay it down. He can't use your wig tape. Oh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> it's your own glue. But so, yeah. I feel like if you sat down in that chair, huh? I was gonna say, if you sat down in that chair, honey, and you got all that, you should know what you're doing. You know, you should know how to lay your stuff down, get it together, wrap it up at night. I don't need to help you. You got that. That's you, baby. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be mad if his barber uh laying his Caesar cut for $25 and I'm paying $325. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I will say, I would prefer. Just rock your bald head. Just go bald. Yeah. Bald head is so sexy. Like, like common. Steve Harvey. If it make you look good and it make you feel good, do it. Yeah. I see the befores of those men. A lot of them had, you know, the George Jefferson. But cut it off. I'm in the back sunroof top. <laughs> Uh, right here, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot of men don't want to cut their let that go because they don't want to look old and all of that. So they like, you know, maybe I should add this little piece on to you know make me look younger or whatever. So I and think it's just like if that's what you want to do, that's cool. What you said, um, what you said, Peyton? I'm sorry. When bald is bold, yeah, it is bold for both mm-hmm. men and women. You know, a lot of men they don't. You know, my ex, he has a receding hairline. It's time for him to go. It's time for him for him to mm-hmm. do it all, do away with it. But I think he feels like, honestly, I think he feels like his P-U-S-S-Y mm-hmm. will go down. But honestly, I don't think so. I, 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 do y'all not like bald heads? I like the bald head. Yeah, I like a bald No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Do you like <laughs> do you like dreads, Peyton? So you just like a number two low cut ways? No, I don't really like me with bald heads. Do you do you like beards? I just started liking beards. You gotta hop on the wave, hun. Girl, the beards is where it's I'm on the wave now, but I just started liking beards. So you like a really clean cut guy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's really not. Um, I think for me though, with the lace, it, that's just so I think I'm I'm a naturally awkward person. So in an awkward situation, it's gonna be so hard for me to even navigate how we're supposed to move forward. Like, do I help you wrap up? Do you guys if you saw his lace lifting? How would you feel about that? Look, I'm gonna let my man walk around with his lace lifted. I don't want to have that conversation. I just, it's just gonna be flipped up. It's gonna be flipped up. I, um, I help him. <laughs> I spread it. Got to be. You gonna hold it? You gonna just hold, look? Just hold on to that real quick. Just hold it. <laughs> Get an envelope and fan it for him. Yeah, no, it's just. Hello. And that's what I would like to say. I, but I know me. I was, and he was like, dang, he gave me a call. Dang, babe, why you ain't? Oh, my God. I did not know. Well, I don't think nobody noticed. Knowing damn well, I knew since we got out the car. The whole time at the restaurant, every time the waiter walked by. 
<laughs> say to your friend that you can't say to your man, like, you know, if my homegirl got makeup on her teeth or makeup mm-hmm. or something like that, or her lace lifting, I'm gonna be like, oh, let's let's get a little, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I wouldn't want him to feel like I put him on the spot. Sure. Yeah. Yes. So I can like, like, damn, do I say something? <clears throat> or do I just act like I don't see it? Mm-hmm. Or even if it was, um, it's the show um, on Lifetime. It's called Married at First Sight. It's where people, the first time they meet each other, is when they're um, it's when they walk down the aisles. Literally, it's very crazy this season. So the guy on there, his shirt was too tight, and you know when a man's white button up his shirt tight, so tight, you see the white t-shirt underneath between the holes. And I was just like, "Where's him, my man?" Because we're on camera. Like this is different. We're on camera. Like, but it's just like I understand her because you know the ego and all this stuff. But I feel like I would, I would be like, babe, you know, I really like the maroon shirt. Can you wear that tonight? It's just the way you got to navigate it. I just, you can't go outside. But then it's like I won't help him fix his legs. I don't know, child. (laughs) (laughs) Look, your shirt. Why does your shirt fit good, babe? Forget the lace. Not forget the lace. That's just a very touchy subject for me. Lace. Mm, we both got lace. Mm, I don't know about Cause it. Because, like, even so, if my homegirl part was messed up, like, you know, I'll act like I'm just touching her hair and stuff and help her get it right. But with my man, I can't just, I can't. It's just, it's just, it's just a no. He's just going to be a little cricket. He's just going to be a little cricket. That is a mess. Mm-mm. but yeah thank you. okay it's okay and thank you so much y'all um so guys as you know we're trying to start the advice column on our podcast so if you have any if you have any like you just want to put in your weekly entries you have to you want to access advice don't forget it to write into a black girls diary 19 at gmail.com and we'll read it in our next episode of a black girls diary um Peyton, do you want to say like any goodbyes or anything like that <laughs> thank y'all i appreciate y'all for um asking me to be on this platform with you all and y'all will see it in one of the upcoming vlogs i'm a little behind so it might not be in the next one but you will see it in one of the upcoming vlogs and i definitely like tag y'all and you know make sure i help y'all promote and stuff like oh thank you so thank you so much welcome i think this is so cool y'all have some really good topics um and um yeah I, i see this being real big and going Yay. Oh, thank you. That means so much. <laughs> <laughs> now my cancer kit. Look, it's a little, it's a natural cancer tear. It just sits there. We're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> thank you so much, Peyton, for being on here. For me personally, you've been like an inspiration. I'm going through a couple of things right now, and you kind of helped me, you know, see a brighter day for some of the things that I've been going through and just watching your girl. I was just watching your vlog last night when I was at work, girl. So I love (laughs) watching you. You're just very authentic and very just real. I love to sit and watch a vlog and feel like I'm just watching my home girl just go about her day. So like, I really like that part, like how personable you are. So I, I see you being huge and just keep going forward. So I definitely appreciate you just being on here and just having a chat with us. Little girl, girl chat. Yeah, little girl chat. <laughs> All right, homegirls and homeboys. Y'all know where to find us um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is at a Black Girls Diary Podcast. Um, until next time, deuces. Bye. <laughs>
Okay.